0: Making after school Cool. Welcome to the Making After school Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After school Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, the Division of Harris County Department of Education. And I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today we are discussing what should youth do when they are dealing with problems or have concerns. It's easy to say they should speak to their parents or a caring adult. However, this can frequently make kids feel uncomfortable. So, what is the best way to solve this dilemma? The key is developing positive relationships, which include ongoing communication. According to Dr. R.C. Linus, it is important for parents and adults to make a habit of communicating with their kids regularly. These conversations should be lighthearted and cover regular everyday experiences. As a result, youth become more relaxed, sharing their thoughts, which could help them feel a bit more comfortable discussing more serious issues. To go into more detail regarding how to get youth to talk about their problems and concerns with adults is my guest, Charmette Jones. Charmette is an accomplished author, speaker, and teacher with a heart for inspiring youth. This passion has led her to providing programs aimed at empowering young people to reach their fullest potential. Charmette is the founder of Shamelessly Saved Productions. Her plays have been performed in the downtown Houston Theater District and in various venues across the city. She is also the author of books, Teenage Playground of Love and Hearts of Hope, which is currently in production as a stage play. She is also completing her master's studying in counseling and crisis trauma. Jermaine, how are you doing today?
1: I am wonderful, thank you.
0: Well, thank you for taking some time to be our guest on Making that School Group podcast. We're gonna talk about how do we get youth to open up and share with adults their problems and concerns. Since youth don't always want to share personal concerns with adults, how can parents, educators, and out-of-school practitioners notice if their child or kid that they're working with is struggling with an issue or a problem?
1: When when parents are talking to their kids, because I have teenage kids as well, and so I found that it's not enough just to say, oh, how was your day? They're going to say, fine. so you got to get you got to get a little more from them so what did you do today let me tell you about my day and when you start telling them about your day it opens them up to tell you about their day now if they hear that oh you had a struggle on a job and you're dealing with certain issues it opens it up for them like oh, wow, you go through this in adulthood? Okay, let me tell you my struggle. And so when they, when parents are transparent, um, or any adult, because kids can read through the fluff. They're like more shut down. Like okay, you don't understand. So when you start speaking their language, just talking with them, they share with me different things and share with me what they see. And I ask them things like, "Do you feel like that?" I mean, be open with me because we 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 are in a new era. We are in a new generation, and so many kids are struggling with mental illness. They're struggling to fit in. They're struggling to know who they are. You know, you got your parents on one hand, you got your friends on the other hand. So what? What do I do here because you want to please them both you got that, that that those dynamics going on as well
0: I also have teenage uh, daughters and they they at similarities at times texting and so yeah. uh, I get I try to develop a habit of sending text messages and so on but you know I'm more into the communication. And I do know sometimes they may struggle with, um, you know, sharing certain things. And so what I try to do, and you you just said it, is, you know, tell them how my day went, like there's some things I struggled with or some things I'm worried about. So that way they, they can see that it's normal for a person as well as, you know, especially an adult, having things that's, you know, that they're dealing with and that. Uh, They may struggle with so that hopefully whenever a situation arrives where, um, you know, my girls are struggling with something, they may feel uh, a little bit more at ease. Um, One thing I have to even remind myself that sometimes or I catch myself is asking open-ended questions. Like you said earlier, it's easy to say, so how was your day? And if the response is good, then, you know, I try to say, okay, well, what, you know, in particular happened today that made it good? So that they could say something a little bit more than just good. Um, why is it important to uh, get in the habit of asking, opening the
1: questions? It's important because uh, like we just said, they're gonna, because kids will respond with one word, fine, good, yes, no. Okay, but when when we have to have, we have to have leading questions because leading questions help, it helps them to open up. It, it makes them feel like, oh you really care about how my day went, you really want to listen to what I have to say. When a child feels that somebody is in their corner and they're showing empathy, um, because empathy and sympathy are two different things. However, but when they're showing empathy in the situation that, they, that somebody is willing to sit down and listen to what they have to say, because um, as adults, a lot of times we don't teachers okay yeah what mm-hmm. keep they want to keep it moving because they got so much to do in school and they want to share their experience they want to tell you what happened to them they want to be able to talk to people not just on social media because if, although their peers are there and their peers try to help them or their peers can lead them down the right wrong path so it's good to talk it out with an adult who can help steer them back in the right direction and so when you, when we're asking open-ended questions like leading questions to make them feel that okay you are concerned about me let me stop take a minute this is where i can unload and i need to unload because people at all people dogs kids we need to unload we need to talk it out when we talk it out a lot of the times we Figure it
0: out. You know, the words trauma, depression, low no self-esteem, sometimes those are very good words and are not really a part of the everyday conversation or the everyday vocabulary of young people. So that when you do notice the change that um, the youth you're working with or the youth you're interacting with is seeming more disengaged and their personality is a little bit different. Um, I think, uh, you know, how do adults Bring to the, the the child. You know, I'm noticing some changes. You seem a little worried. Express some concerns and a vocabulary that young people are a little bit more um, familiar with.
1: Okay. Well, one, a kid does not like to feel like they're having a mental break. They don't like that. They don't like they don't like uh, labels. Or you're going through low self-esteem more. You know, kids will tell you I'm depressed and I'm stressed. So <laughs> those type of words right there, like you stressed today? Yes ma'am, I'm having a meltdown. Those kids will begin to open up when you say things like that. But if you label them in a situation where it's not receptive, they're gonna shut down on you. Cause for me, when I say, man, I'm having a moment, <sighs> this is a stress moment meditate, meditate. They laugh at me, but they start doing it. Meditate, meditate. Let me count. Let me breathe. Cause I'm about to blow up right here. So you make it fun, but you make it real list. You understand what I'm saying? And so when kids see that I can make it fun, I can make a joke about it, but it is so serious that I take a moment to, to breathe. And when I talk about fight and flight in their brains and how their their they're, they're, they're uh, quickly moving and they want to rebuttal quickly i said no let's just let's breathe let's take a moment because whatever you do in this moment can change your life because i've seen that oh i'm gonna get them oh i'm gonna kill them i'm gonna get no 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 come on let's let's calm down let's calm down right here and you gotta get them to that um pre-crisis straight state because they're in a crisis moment and that crisis moment is red it, all it sees is red and I want to hurt you. And so now we got to bring them back down to that calm place. So in bringing them back down in that calm place, you got to be able to know how to talk in a soothing voice, not yelling. Yelling is just going to tune them out and make them do something they don't want to do. And so in that, when we're talking to kids, just in general, just in a general setting, we talk about what would you do? in this situation what could happen here so a lot of role play happens because you are going to come up against something we we see road rage every day we hear about it on the news we hear about you know like uh on the news the other day this young lady just out walking a dog for whatever reason somebody you know takes out a gun and shoots several times and kills this young lady we got a lot of problems, a lot of hurting people out here. And if we don't raise our voices in, in a way that people can hear and not yell and not preach, but can really hear to know that you are really concerned about my temperament right now, because rage is running rampant and we got to get people to a calm place.
0: Yeah, I know, especially if there's a situation where there's conflict uh, and you know, we have a group of students against each other and you are trying to determine what is the root cause, uh, mm. one of the things that a lot of kids as well as adults is they want to be right. It becomes sort of a competition, a tug of war. Uh, and I win, you lose, and so forth. And then the other part is that whole snitching thing. I don't want to tell the full story because then people are going to look at me as showing weakness and and so on. Um, Since in many cases it's hard for young people to discuss with adults sensitive issues, why is it important for the adult to learn non-judgmental listening techniques?
1: It's so important. Because so, um, we have to have an ear to hear, you got to be able to hear in between nonverbal communication. You got to have that ear, and so when you're when you're talking with youth, and so that they can know that you 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 are really listening, you rephrase what they're saying. You rephrase it and then, so for example, if you said, man, I went out with some honeys and I wanted to smoke, I had so much to drink and, um, but I'm kind of concerned about if I'm gonna have to have a drug drug test or not. So then you rephrase that. Okay, so you had a good night out. Now you're concerned about a drug test, you know? So you rephrase it and then they go, okay, you really heard me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened and, and so then they begin to talk even more. So um you gotta be able to rephrase and be an effective listener in the nonverbal in your windows right there. Because what was happening in that scenario, he was calling out for help. So what do I do right here? What do I do to get past this drug test or how do I not do drugs or whatever is happening because I don't want to fail because I get so upset and then when I come down, I'm so mad at myself and, you know, you got to be able to still be able to communicate right there. Okay, so you're down. So what's going to help you come back up? What will make you feel better right here? And then they start answering their own questions because they have to be able to figure it out. We can't feed them the solution all the time. We can't. They have to know the solution. But they learn a the solution by talking it out.
0: Um, I know that since a lot of uh, peers or, or young people talk to their peers to get solution and uh, try to find some resolution for some of their problems, um, I've had situations where even my daughters have talked to me about some issues that some of their friends are going through and you know in response i try to you know give them some solid advice but also try to do it in a way to where uh you know the girls are not coming across as judging or belittling whatever um, their their friends are are going through Uh, so this way in in a couple of couple of things one uh, if it's an issue that the girls themselves are actually going through i'm able to uh, express, you know, these are some outcomes or some potential things that can happen that can make the situation either better or worse. Um, But at the same time, giving an adult voice so that when they do share with their friends, it's um, a more well-rounded, educated type of response to a particular solution as opposed to trying to go out and uh, handle it themselves. Uh, One situation that often occurs, and I've seen educators do it I've sort of been involved with it as well. Uh, when you're talking to students, why is it important for adults to remember to never compare one youth to uh, another youth or what happened in a previous
1: situation? Because every situation is different and every, the youth are different. And um, the culture is different. We got to be able to understand the various cultures, cultures too in order to be able to effectively listen. Maybe you don't know, don't say nothing (laughs) at that moment just don't say nothing because if if a child knows that okay hey let's try to figure this out together if they see that you're going to take the time to try to figure it out with them then they're going to open up as well but if you try to again label them and put them in a box they're going to shut down because Every child is different. Every person handles situation. We as adults we handle it different. Some people may be more resilient to come out of grief, and some people may stay there longer. So it's just it's a different process.
0: And I know sometimes, like you mentioned, body language and the importance of recognizing body body language. There are times when a young person may be saying something, and they're just regurgitating. They're just getting it out of their system, and that's all they want. They just want somebody to um, just listen. And they may not want advice. They may not want feedback. They just want mm-hmm. to get it out and, uh, you know, just get it off their chest. Unfortunately, there's a lot of times where adults feel like we have to have a response. What are some negative outcomes for adults? Be little a problem or say, just get over it.
1: Well, the negative response is, okay, first of all, you didn't listen to me and I'm not going to get over it. So I'm going to do the next best thing that I feel that's going to help me cope with my situation. So then I'm going to start coping in negative ways. It could be drugs, it could be sex, it could be anything um, that makes them feel better. So we can't say, get over it. We have to always be that ear. And then even though we're not, even though we're trying to get them to Solve the problem themselves, and we sometimes we do have to jump in, especially if we see that they that they're going off on the deep end. It it does call for that. However, if we see that they're in a safe place and they're able to talk this thing through, stay there, and just talk it through. Just say, "I got time. I got time."
0: Yeah. Sometimes the uh, the best resource you have is just a listening ear and mm-hmm. you know especially with young people sometimes adults feel like oh i have this life experience and you know, i can help you uh get over a particular issue or a problem but things have changed so much time has changed to where some ways in which we used to resolve a problem may not necessarily be the same way um, people or young people resolve problems today um, so this brings me to my next question what are some resources adults may have access to that can help them in regards to working with young people, especially with giving them some uh, resources to help overcome problems or some of their concerns.
1: Counseling guides are out there to help us know how to communicate with youth, how to be able to listen better, how to role play, how to depend on the age level, how to speak on their level, Um, because small kids do not, their their brains are not developed enough to be able to, Figure out certain problems, so we have to help them with that. So we got to just know how to talk on certain levels and talk in in various ways to various cultures, because cultures are different. Everyone is not the same. The same, what we do in our house may not be the same in your house. So you got to be able to be diverse. You got to be able to be diverse in talking to these kids. You can't be just one way. You can't, because you won't reach them.
0: You know, and it's interesting, too, because there have been more emphasis on mental health. I think once upon a time and maybe even still today, there's a certain stigma when you say mental issues and more and more people, especially celebrities like Simone Biles and so on, are, are, are mm-hmm. opening up and sharing that it's normal at times to have um, mental. Uh, you need mental assistance. You need mental health assistance, same as you would with uh, physical health uh, assistance. I think there's still a stigma with therapy. I think people look at therapists and having to see a counselor as a sign of weakness. And I think we are working on trying to make that become more normalized so that fear is taken away. And then also I think like support groups. I think that's extremely important. Sometimes it's hard to get people to start to go to a particular support group, but that does make the uh, issue more normalized because you see other people who are struggling with the same things that you know we all struggle with. And so you don't feel like you're different or you're alone or, or, or anything like that. Um, getting young people to talk about you know, some of their problems and concerns, especially today because there's so much uh, divisiveness that's, that's being spread out there. Uh, It can be a little difficult, but I think it's extremely important for adults and parents and educators, anybody interacting with you, you know, to figure out what's the best way, best practice and, you know, establishing, as you stated earlier, a relationship uh, and accepting where that particular individual is at the time, the cultural differences that they bring uh, with them. Do you have any uh, closing comments before we end this particular episode of the Making That School Cool podcast?
1: Well, I want to say this. You know, when you talked about groups, what I found in even in my different interviews with uh, social workers, um, when, we're, when we're in the schools and having, if we could get a school setting, an after school setting, trust me, these kids are going to come. But when you compare these kids up with somebody like them in their peer group, because iron sharpens iron, it helps. So much because, like you shared in groups where they don't feel alone, it's not just me. I'm not the only one struggling here. And then they open up. We've seen in groups where the it's just like we were talking about sexual abuse um, and molestation and just just a uh, just a just a normal conversation. Did not think that it would night like this. It was so many girls and women in that room crying, who had kept this hidden secret for so long. And then now we have the Me Too movement. And what you're hearing, it opens up the door to get them help and to help them.
0: And I think that's the key is, you know, hopefully we could create an environment um, where kids feel safe and Mm -hmm. you know i think like you mentioned the youtube movement once one or two people start sharing their story then others come out and they make it okay for others to share their story as well and so i think we're really headed in that that direction Uh, Mm -hmm. people have to continue like you said uh, educating themselves Um, even as adults we don't know everything we have to educate ourselves find out information find out you know resources in our area that can help us with this Um, and you know we're not alone so you know i think for the adult have a self inventory for themselves because we are going to be dealing with problems as well and be that example that can show young people hey this is what i'm doing and uh, it could be something that can help you as well why Chairman, thank you so much for being my guest on this episode of the Making After School Cool podcast. I really appreciate your time. It's gonna probably be a topic that we'll continue to follow up with, because I think, you know, as things occur and as situations occur, um, mental health is just such an important part of our lives.
1: Mm -hmm. It is. It is, and we need to deal with it.
0: Making After School Cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. We're a topic focused on discussing what you should do when you're dealing with a youth that has a problem or concern. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.